Hi, I'm Darcy T. Kelly, and this is Storytime with Darcy. In every episode, I'll read you a piece of my own short fiction. I'm an eclectic writer, so you may be surprised by the genres and situations, but what these stories have in common is their exploration of big ideas. Today, I'm delighted to share Beyond Incandescent with you. In this story, we enter the land of the dead, where we revisit and reinvent Charon, Ferryman of the Dead. In case you need a bit of a refresher on your Greek mythology, because who doesn't? After their death, souls cross the river Styx in a skiff, rowed Venetian-style by Charon. He's a nightmarish figure of bone and rags. Well, that's how the original story tells it. Please join me in welcoming a new voice to the pod, Pamela Kelly. Thanks for voicing candy for me, Pam. I'm looking forward to bringing you on for future episodes as well. Okay, are you ready for a little boat ride? Let's begin. Beyond Incandescent by Darcy T. Kelly There have been many a tale told of gods and demigods falling in love with the dead. For better or worse, I ferry the deities back and forth across the river Styx, more as set-dressing than a fully realized character. You probably assume I'm a hooded shadow with a skeletal hand, that I push a derelict skiff of wailing souls to the eternal damnation. Then, you probably stop thinking of me altogether. Well, allow me to set the record straight. I am Charon, fairy woman of the dead. These days, I go by Karen. I pilot the Beyond Sticks, a four-story, steam-powered party boat. On Beyond Sticks, each passing is a celebration. The dead are, after all, moving on to a higher plane of existence. Which brings me to another clarification. Hades, hell, heck, even heaven are human constructs. They don't exist. You live, you die, you party on my ship, and you ascend. Don't ask me to where. I'm neither god nor human, and as an immortal, I'm not permitted to enter the land of the dead. I am Karen, and this is my story. The dead, passing their opal, barely notice me, eager as they are to see what lies beyond. My ship offers many distractions, and in the 1920s, the sequins, bootleg, and big band music were especially diverting, so I didn't take it personally. This one was different. She looked at me with sparkling eyes, reflecting the light of curiosity and enthusiasm that can only be found within. Hello! She greeted me, the fringe on her headband tickling her temple. Welcome to Beyond Sticks. I bowed slightly. Why did I bow? May I have your obal? Obal? A crinkle between her brows made my chest tighten, a sensation, if I'd ever known it, I'd long ago forgotten. Yes, payment for the journey. A coin. I'm afraid I didn't bring my change purse. She raised her hand in a shrug, displaying the glittering glory of her flapper dress. Check your mouth. Mine was suddenly dry. 
You'd be surprised how many arrive with a coin in their mouths. Her cheeks stretched and twisted as her tongue moved about. I don't think I have one. The souls waiting in line were antsy. Would you mind checking? She edged her chin forward and parted red-stained lips. With heart racing and a blush rising, I leaned close, our faces nearly touching. Somehow, she carried the scent of fresh air even in death. I closed my eyes and breathed deep. A loud, moist throat-clearing from the next soul in line snapped me to attention. I'm sorry, miss. I can't let you board without payment. I kept looking back at the riverbank, long after the sight of her had vanished in the mist. I sat in my regular spot, sipping my regular wine and scarfing my regular burger when she walked into the riverbank pub. May I join you? Her voice was soft, musical, and I nearly choked as she slid into the chair beside me. Her name was Candy, short for incandescent, bohemian parents. We talked about her life, my ship, the pub. I'm surprised there's so many people on this side of the sticks. She indicated a group of souls drifting past the window, aimless. They look... She touched the tip of her fingers to her cheek while searching for the word. I melted. Lackluster. You're the only animated person in this place. I'm not dead, I answered plainly, attempting to hide my attraction. She looked at me with surprise and wonder. Instead of explaining my provenance, I told her about the lost souls. They arrived without obols, so are cursed to walk the banks of the sticks for a hundred years. Their luster fades over time. I drained my glass of red and flagged the vacuous waitress for another before noticing the color had also drained from Candy's cheeks. A hundred years? The sparkle in her eyes blinked out. I'm trapped here for a hundred years. My heart broke. I would have said anything to bring that light back done anything. Anything except the one thing Candy wanted, that she needed. Unbidden, my hand drifted to my pocket where I kept loose change. It would have been so easy to give Candy a coin, to pay for her passage, but it was the one thing my heart wouldn't allow. For were she to pass to the land of the dead, Candy would be forever lost to me. We laughed our way through the first 20 years. Candy taught me to Charleston. I told her stories of Olympus. During the next 20, our beautiful life was peppered with sad days. Candy haunted the cemetery while I worked. She found her own headstone, then those of her parents, both alive when she had died. She salted the earth with tears. As we reached the midpoint of our allotted time, 50 years since Candy's death, the bad days outnumbered the good. Candy's light was fading. 65 years, 11 months, and two days after her death, Candy forgot my name.
I know I love you. Confusion washed her face like a crumpled road map. But I don't know who you are. We held each other, not daring to let go of this final thread of light, love, and memory. I led my dear lost soul to the edge of the river. We stood for a moment, letting our feet sink into the soft soil of the riverbank. Are you ready? I asked. Candy looked at me with eyes so different than the first time we'd met. Curiosity and enthusiasm replaced by trepidatious innocence. Where are we going? Just a little boat trip that we should have taken long ago. Watch your step, my love. When we reached the ship, I paused, reached deep in my pocket where I once kept loose change, and retrieved a single coin. I pressed the oval into Candy's palm and kissed my love goodbye. What did you think of Beyond Incandescent? When I was assigned to write a romance along a riverbank, I was horrified. Um, Romance is not something I enjoy reading, much less writing, so I searched for a riverbank that would let me break away from genre expectations. When I landed on the River Styx, I knew I could mold Charon, who is traditionally a foreboding character, into something of an unexpected romantic lead. The story hits people differently. Some dislike how I've twisted the traditional story. Some enjoy the surprise of it. Some see a mirror of their own tragic loss of a loved one through Alzheimer's. Some hate Karen for trapping Candy, and others praise her for the compassion she shows at the end. What do you think? Well, that's it for another episode of Storytime with Darcy. Special thanks to Pamela for adding her voice. If you would like to become a voice on Storytime with Darcy, please reach out. My eclectic stories need a variety of voices, and yours will be a welcome addition. Thank you for listening. To read more of my stories and perhaps inspire my next one, join me on Facebook at Darcy T. Kelly. That's D-A-R-C-I-E-T-K-E-L-L-Y. And of course, subscribe here for future episodes.